0: Welcome to What's the Word podcast with myself, Nick Henderson, a resource that helps push you further in your faith by discussing what God's Word has to say about various topics that tend to trip up believers and keep us from advancing into the place God has for us. I'm so grateful you're tuning in today. And before we get into the content, I want to ask if this episode provides you any value, that you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. Those two things help a ton. With that aside, let's jump in to today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is a treat, as I got my boy Nick in the studio today. And uh, yeah, Nick's going to be sharing a good bit of his story. It's an incredible story of just overcoming difficulty, overcoming struggle, and honoring Christ through it all. So Nick... Mm -hmm. Why don't we start at the beginning? Like,
1: oh, the beginning.
0: Yeah. Tell us, like, a little bit about what we're discussing today about, like, you and all that stuff. Sure. Sure.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, we could start here. I was uh, about 21 years old. I was young, obviously. I was a little less than prepared for the season I was about to walk into. Yeah. Uh, I was young. I was dumb. I was completely ruled by emotion. Mm. Uh, and I was, I had no identity in Christ. So,
0: and what was exactly, so 21 years old, you're a Christian, obviously at this sure, point, right? Sure, like sure. you would
1: consider yourself a Christian. Uh, yes. I, I knew all about the Lord, uh, as far as walking a Christian lifestyle, I'm not sure I was there yet. Yeah, 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 sure. And so what exactly was the season you're about to go into? Like, tell us yeah, a little bit so, about that time. Uh, I was 21 years old and I was finally, I was going through all these things. Like I just mentioned, uh, yet I was also about to enter into the covenant of marriage. Really? At 21 uh, years old? Yeah. 21. I thought I, I, th- I had it all figured out. Golly. I and so, promise you I did.
0: So how old was, I mean, at the time, I guess your fiance, your girlfriend, sure. like how old was she? 19. 19. Wow. So 21 and 19 years old 21 and, you're about to, and, 19. and you're about to go into marriage. We were ready. Yeah.
1: air quotes right like we're ready air quote ready
0: so tell us a little bit like what what made you want to get married young like that like kind of tell us share with that a little bit
1: yeah so we had a relationship we started dating whenever we i was a i think junior in high school um she would have been two years behind me so at the time she would have been a fresh sophomore no freshman um either freshman or sophomore. Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, but we started dating nonetheless. Um, and we had dated for about four years at the point that it was, we were getting ready to be married. So it was like, Hey, uh, this is what people who follow the Lord do. Like we're of age now to get married. It's legal. Uh, it makes sense for us. We've been together for a while. Uh, we just decided we should go ahead and take that next step, uh, to get married, not because of any, uh, proper thinking through uh what was going to come of marriage but just because it seemed like it was what was next uh, it just seemed like that was the thing to do
0: yeah and which you know not to interject too much but it seems to be such common thinking like christian circles right is and it's interesting because the bible talks about like he who finds a wife finds what is good um you know and obviously vice versa as well like marriage is a great thing for sure but some christians rush into it right absolutely and it's like with this right maybe intention we find ourselves in maybe the wrong situation right totally and that's kind of what you found yourself in as a result of rushing you found yourself in kind of a you know a problematic spot yeah so talk to us a little bit about like so you guys get married right sure you guys get married pretty quickly and what was it like initially what kind of what did it evolve into talk to us about sure that.
1: so we got married uh, and like i said I was, I was walking into this season of life uh, just with all of these things that i was already that I was still battling on my own i didn't really realize what i was going through uh and what as are, far like, as like uh, one i was i had i said earlier i had no identity uh, i had no identity in christ i was overruled by emotion uh, and i was um, just kind of a volatile person. I was up, I was up and I was down. Uh, I was ruled again, like just by emotions yeah. specifically. And I followed whatever, uh, my emotions, whatever my feelings, whatever I wanted mm-hmm. to do. Uh, and what that led me to do as a young teen boy was, uh, immediately turned to lust. Uh, so I walked into this season of marriage with a porn addiction that I was still struggling with, yeah. uh, at this point in my life. Uh, I had never addressed it. And Mm. I say I had no identity in Christ because I didn't really walk. uh, I never really followed Christ with my actions. Uh, I I believed in who he was. I believed in what he did, but I never changed my actions. Um, So I walked into this with no identity in Christ and fully overrun by almost obsession with sin. Uh, And that was for me, pornography.
0: And I kind of want to speak to that too. So I feel like there's like a mindset, maybe a a very false mindset uh, where people are like, you know, young dudes, you know, yeah. I want to speak to you specifically because I am a guy, but young ladies as yeah. well is okay. I, I'm yeah, I watch porn now, but when I get married, uh-huh. like I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna want to watch pornography. No, it'd be so easy. I, my
1: wife will just take care
0: of all those I'll, like I'll sexual desires. as designers. much sex
1: as I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's
0: the idea. What do you think about that? Like not giving away too much of your story? Cause we're going to get there, but like, sure. what are your thoughts on that mentality?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> the desire to watch pornography does not simply go away uh, because you're allowed now to have sex. It doesn't, that, that desire doesn't leave you, uh, yeah. without it being taken by Christ. So
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you're, so you're walking into marriage, right? You have sure. this pornography addiction sure. and obviously battling lust and other aspects as well. Absolutely. What, how does that like start to flush itself out in the marriage. What Yeah, happens? so uh,
1: we get married. Uh, our sex life is something interesting. Uh, it's, it's We didn't have the best sex life. I'll just say that. Yep. Uh, and then it, that left to me uh, just a few weeks into our marriage, turning back uh, towards pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally one month into being married, uh, she came home one day and I was in our bed and I was looking at pornography. Wow. Uh, there in our marriage bed.
0: And that desire... What's in the marriage? And that desire, obviously, you know, as you mentioned earlier, didn't leave you, right?
1: Sure. No, it didn't.
0: And so she sees that obviously
1: she's hurt, you know. Absolutely.
0: As one would imagine. What, like, what kind of evolves into then?
1: Yeah. So it became this, uh, obviously... That moment, I finally felt like I had been exposed. Uh, so naturally, I was like, "Holy cow!" Like I've never really addressed this, like the problem that it is. I've always just kind of treated it as this fun uh, thing that I can do, and it's like a secret. It's my secret; nobody yeah. knows about it. But it was finally out there. Uh, so and naturally, and
0: that's a crazy thing, right? Yeah. Like people talk about, like pornography is private. Like it's just me in right. my, in my room, like that's, doing what I. Right. I'm not hurting anybody, dude. Like it's just me in my room. And the reality is, and I've kind of spoken about this before on a previous podcast is like, you are hurting people, namely, namely ourselves. If we're the ones addicted to pornography sure, and those around us, sure, right? And this is what we're seeing, right? And And it's unrelated, but
1: when you're so enthralled in sin, it pulls you totally away from so many things that are happening right in front of you. Like Mm. when you have a sin that you're repeatedly going back to, it just, it blocks all of the other small ones that you're committing along the way almost it it really pulls you out of your purpose uh it just it gives you uh it gives honestly the devil a foothold and it just it eats away at you so it pulls you out of uh, the purpose christ has for you when you're dealing with something so uh consistently for sure
0: oh yeah so okay so obviously you're caught for lack of better terms of watching pornography by your
1: wife a month into marriage right what happens then yeah so uh she left uh immediately just walked out uh went for a drive didn't know really what to do um i obviously broken, uh, experiencing or finally seeing really the fruit of what I had been building, uh, mm. by consistently going back to this sin all the time. Uh, so I finally saw like the, uh, just the extent that it would hurt someone else. Uh, just like you were just talking about, like, it's, it's not just a you thing. It, it is now officially affecting the people around me. Um, mm-hmm. and through the other way I discuss, it's always affecting those around you because it's hurting you, um, as a follower and as a disciple. So, uh, nonetheless, I, all this happens. She catches me. I am there totally alone. Uh, and I am broken. I'm alone. She leaves. Uh, I had no clue what to do next. So I immediately was like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to fix this problem. Uh, like right now. And, and that was my, the new mission I had was like, I need to get rid of this. Um, so in the months following that, uh, I reached out to a, a guy, actually a really good friend of mine, John Sapp. Um, he actually gave you the code to my phone whenever yeah, I yeah. moved here because yeah, he yeah. was, he was still my accountability, partner accountability, baby accountability, uh, accountability, yeah. accountability, account, make sure that's on the podcast, accountability. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, um, I, this just happened and I need help getting out of it. Uh, and that would, that I'd, I'd, I'd leave you there. Uh, that would be my next, that was the next move. It was like, I, I reached out to him and uh, he was like, Hey, uh, I've actually been this, through a similar scenario and I'd love to help you walk through it. So I, I walked through accountability with him. We uh, actually went through this curriculum online called porn and pancakes. Uh, it was, it's just something that we found <laughs> yeah. online he just came over every weekend and we just watched these sermons together. Uh, and I'd love to tell you that immediately after getting caught, like I was fine. Uh, but I, I still struggled with it, uh, for really probably six to eight, maybe even six, to eight months, maybe even a year t- until after, uh, I was initially caught that I, I finally got rid of pornography in my life.
0: Golly. And so, you know, and, you know, speak in your comfort level with this, but sure. you know, there obviously were some effects when it comes to your marriage in that regard. Absolutely. Uh, what happened afterward with that?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there was obviously trust was broken, like right there. Um, and, and you can say like, Oh no, I I'd, I'd trust uh my 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 future husband or my future wife or i trust my girlfriend more than anything in the world even if they messed up i would i would love them straight through that like that's really easy to say um but when you actually feel and i think this is what she must have probably been going through uh she felt that pure betrayal uh, it led her on a on a path that just took her really away from me uh, and kind of away from all of the things that god uh, could have potentially had in store for us uh together so she just she saw what happened lost trust in me lost faith in me uh, and, and continued to just kind of move away from me uh, from that point forward. Um, and that led to, uh, several things.
0: Yeah. And so what, I mean, if you don't mind, what yeah. are like maybe a couple of things?
1: Sure. Uh, so I ended up, um, finding out that she was over months. Um, months after any of this had happened we went through like a process of of trying to just kind of come back together i'm still fighting this sin off she's trying to love me through it all these things well in that process somewhere along the way uh i think we both kind of lost hope uh that we were fixable as a couple Uh, and that led to her looking for uh probably security outside of our marriage Um, and that actually it turned into her uh, getting involved with a female coworker of hers um, So, uh, yeah, I I don't know how much better I can really say that, but she was romantically involved with a female coworker, uh, that she had while we were still, uh, married. Yeah.
0: And obviously, you know, not to, you know, with all due respect and everywhere, you know, not to draw too much detail, but obviously that was horrific for you. Sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Immensely difficult. Right. I can imagine. Like, what, like, what were you thinking through this time? Like,
1: um, yeah, so I, I took that information and I really had absolutely no idea what to do with it. Uh, initially I was like, how, wait, what? Like I, Mm. I, there's no, no, that's, is this a joke? I'm like looking through Snapchat and I'm like, no, this isn't real. That's, that didn't happen. They're not talking about this thing that happened. Like her and a girl, what? No. Uh, well it, it was real. Uh, so eventually when it finally hit me, I was like, okay, like I was like, I have a choice to make. Um, because one, our marriage was really falling apart. Uh, I had already committed at least some form of adultery uh, within our marriage, um, and now there was uh, full evidence of legitimate adultery, which, as we all know, is like a biblical reason for divorce if if necessary, if needed, if there's no better way. Uh, there's it's permissible, uh, I should say, maybe not allowed, but it's it's permissible. Um, so I was like, okay, I can either like I can stick with her and I can try and get through this, or I could just I could like leave right now and I could file for a divorce. Uh, well, I, I chose not to, uh, because especially because of the things that I had brought in, I came into this marriage with so many issues. I was like, well, surely, uh, if she can do her best to love me through that, I can try, uh, to hold us together by being more for, her. I, I don't know. I had no clue what to do, but my, my initial gut reaction was, Hey, I need to stick this out because it's, it's what God would have me do in this situation, in this season, I should love her to the best that I possibly can, because that's what Christ does for the church. Like, even when we, we fall apart, like Christ offers himself for us, Romans five, you know, like while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, of course. Well, she had, she was clearly in this lost place. And I was like, no, I, I I feel like I can love her through that. And I knew that I could, uh, it it was for some reason, probably because of what I brought into it, it was very easy for me to lay myself down and be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I want to love you through this, uh, because of, how I had entered into the marriage in the first place. It's like, yeah. I've got stuff, so do you. Like, let's let's figure this out.
0: Yeah, and I, and I wanna point out something here. You know, as you mentioned, it's like, cause of the guilt that you brought in, you felt like, oh, well, I can give you some slack because you, I need slack. So sure. like, yeah. I give you slack, you yeah. give me slack. And you know, what's, I think that's very admirable but it's for everybody listening it's so different than what jesus did for us because it's like absolutely jesus didn't need slack didn't, no sure jesus didn't. loved us <laughs> despite our imperfections and he was perfect very important point. and, so, and yeah. so i love that you use jesus as an example there but even as even in the midst of like as much forgiveness and patience yeah. and grace we try to display hmm. it's never going to measure up to close. what jesus did for us which is just sh- such a shout out to how awesome sure. of a savior yeah that he is. So obviously, but you're in this moment and you're trying to display grace. You're trying to forgive. You're trying to like get, you know, get your marriage back together. What happened? Did it work? What, what happened?
1: No. So she, uh, kind of just continued on this path of like, Hey, I've, I've found something else about myself that maybe I didn't even know yet. Uh, which is just something that's so, so dangerous. Um, because like we know that sin is not from God. So, so anytime that she she was she had found this thing that she enjoyed, uh, and she was like, I want to explore that. I want to know more about that. Uh, naturally, the world just kind of like took over in her mind. Was like, hey, I I don't even know who I am anymore. I want to know more about this experience that I've had, and if this is what I want to do. And uh, I, I tried to Im- immediately, basically, I was like, hey, uh, if we want to keep. If we want to stay together there are a few things that we just need to do like there are a few guidelines that i have to put in place uh for you to to remain my wife and for me for us to be able to build anything together and one of those things was that she can't see uh said girl anymore at all even on a friend basis probably pretty fair probably a normal thing (laughs) yeah Uh, a natural assumption of me to be to make like hey you've been Caught in adultery with someone like you probably shouldn't see them anymore. You know, like that was my uh, My one big thing and we couldn't agree on that. Uh, So she's like no, I want to be friends Still she's one of my best friends uh, so, so not only was there like a physical thing, but obviously emotionally, uh, she had, she was no longer uh, had anything to do with our marriage. She, she was not emotionally invested in me, but she was fully emotionally invested in somebody else. Um, so from that point forward, she just kind of uh, was like, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I can't, I can't follow these things that you have in place. I can't do it. Uh, and then after a few months of kind of just stagnance in that place, uh, me living at home pretty much alone, she would be in and out. Uh, one weekend I left, went on a camping trip and I came back and all of the furniture in the house was gone and she had filed for divorce. So that was uh, kind of the way that it went down. Golly. And you know, obviously such a horrific situation and so many
0: parts of it where it's just like, I can't believe this happened or like,
1: yeah, that's so terrible
0: or unbelievable or whatever that year. What do you think was maybe for yourself? Sure. Maybe mentally, emotionally, what was the hardest part of all of that?
1: Uh, Just... Not to sound like I'm some humble, awesome, incredible person, but knowing that I personally uh, invited in so much sin uh, and destruction mm. into the marriage in the first place—like I, I, I was a doorway. I mean, mm. for the enemy to walk through and be like, "Hey, I'm going to wreak havoc uh, on this marriage," and I, I just knowing that I had a huge amount of responsibility for even the actions that maybe she may have committed later in the marriage. Um, yeah. that, that's the hardest part, just feeling that uh, guilt and shame over that.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, what you said there, you know, obviously you look back and are like, I can't believe, I, I can't believe this happened, but what a prophetic word, because that's so true. Like mm-hmm. we sometimes look at situations like that. And we're like, oh, never me, never right, me. I could doubt right. no, it'll never happen to me and my significant other, whatever that may be. And it's like. It's just seeds. You're planting yeah, seeds absolutely. and seeds blossom. It's a big, significant fruits, negative or positive, yeah. right? And if you're planting negative seeds, some people are shocked yeah. to find out what sort of negative fruit yeah. and tree that will bloom into absolutely. one day. And so, obviously, you know, that's an incredibly difficult part of it to recognize. Like, yeah, I had a hand in this. You know, I, sure. and not everything was my fault, but
1: some things were my fault. And I, and I own that, which I think yeah. is a good thing that you own that for when, sure. It's, Go ahead. Yeah, no, and just in recognizing like what you were just saying, like it's the seeds. Like this started uh, for me, this, this lust issue started as a middle school boy sneaking into the library uh, and looking at surfer magazines, which had mm. like girls half naked in bikinis or whatever in it posing. Like th- those small decisions that I made as a young kid towards uh sin to go to go look at, at women and lust for them like that it started there uh, and it just sprouted and, and it essentially if i wouldn't have done that who knows yeah. You know, like just really who knows. So it's it just really it, to anyone watching this, it's just encouragement, like, hey, think about the things you're doing now and yeah, think yeah. about how they can affect you in the future. Cause I surely didn't in a in I'm walking testimony of, of what happens when yeah. you really don't. So what's well, crazy is
0: big massive moments have very small beginnings. Absolutely. Good yeah. things too. Like yeah. even on the positive end, if you're sowing positive seeds, sowing positive habits and mm-hmm. actions, you'll reap the fruit of that. Sure. And vice versa though. And vice versa. So absolutely. Speaking of things that you're owning, what is like the greatest lesson that you think you learned from that? Despite the seed thing and the fact that, you know, small beginnings have massive moments. Like what other lessons have you learned?
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, it would come down to as much as this is really my full testimony, Um, like I, I knew who God was before this, but the biggest lesson that I learned is that I never turned from sin. Like I, I never had that moment of, and it's a repentance is always a moment. It's a daily thing, of course, mm-hmm. but I had never made it my goal in life to live as holy as possible. Like I, I had never done that in my entire life. I, I knew who God was. I grew up in a Baptist church. I, uh, I said the prayer, you know, I, I did all the things I was actually baptized when I was 16. Uh, yet I never chose or gave my all uh, towards God and away from sin. So my biggest lesson of encouragement is like, hey, believing in God is incredible, but man, how much more would you be capable of if you would actually lay your life down for him and surrender to him? Like yeah. surrender to to obey him, to listen to his commands, to recognize that his life is better, that the purpose he has for you is bigger than just you, uh, and the sin that you're committing is also bigger than just you. Those would be my biggest takeaways. Yeah. You know, I love that. And uh, you know,
0: you know something to that it is. You know, if you everybody wants eternal life, sure, but nobody wants to give their life yeah. for Jesus. Absolutely. Like, well, hey, I want to go to heaven and right. like I want to spend eternity with God and, and avoid hell, but right. I'd like to live life on my own terms. You can't yeah. have both things, not only because sure. the Bible's called you to that, but also like just practically, it's better to live God's way. It's Absolutely. better to live a life of honor and glory to God than it is to live in a life of sin. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that, man. A lot yeah. of people just feel like, oh my gosh, like if I submit my life to Jesus, it's going to be so boring. And it's so like, I want to do <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah. And it's like, dude, the things that God wants you to do is better. Sure. Long-term, hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time, better than what, you could ever contrive or think of for yourself and so i want to ask you like on that note you know on the note of hey god's way is better like you know following in the law of the lord is more practically better for your life sure. than whatever you want to do which is usually sin hmm. what encouragement do you have for people listening to this podcast who may be in that who may be like you know i got some stuff like maybe it's a porn addiction sure. maybe it's Maybe it's just lying or maybe it's just cheating on tests. Maybe it's just whatever it may be. Like a person who's like, I'm a Christian, but like, yeah, I like to have it my way too. Like I I have this little thing over here. What
1: encouragement do you have for someone like that who's listening today? Sure. Uh, Well, it's it's kind of... It's almost vague what I'm about to say, but like first I would say if you're dealing with something, especially like a secret sin, uh, number one, tell somebody, just Mm. anybody get it out there. Accountability, get it out there. Tell someone, I tell you the moment that I felt the most free in my entire life was when she found out about that. Wow. I had finally told someone about it after that. Like there just something in me shifted, uh, whenever it was out there. So my first point and just recommendation to you would just be tell anybody and and then my second point which is this is where i think i'm going to be a little bit at least vague um however lay your life down and just watch what god does with it mm. like i i immediately i was i knew i wanted to have something to do with ministry and i knew that from a young age but i was so blocked by my sin that i never saw that to be possible for me uh so i i After Right after laying this sin down, I was like, okay, like I'm ready now, which is not the way you have to go to church, by the way. Show up at church, like let's love you. Get some accountability there by all means. Uh, But nonetheless, I waited, uh, which, you know, it is what it is. But I I waited until I had kind of somewhat gotten myself somewhat together, which I'm still imperfect. However, uh, I went to church after that and was like, hey, uh, I want to volunteer in your student ministry. And I want to try out for the worship team. And it was something I'd always been afraid of. But because of actually that moment of, of being caught and found out and, and having everything in my life stripped away from me led me to Jesus's feet for the very first time. And it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, now I'm finally realizing that God, you are so much more than what I was trying to build for myself. And I finally learned how to rely on him in that moment. I realized he was better than anything else I could ever create for myself. And I, that, that moment alone, laying it all down, getting that sin out there took away the fear, uh, for, for leading worship for being in ministry, for going to church, for talking to people because it had blocked me from even that, Uh, So with all that said, the life God had waiting for me on the other side uh, was just so much better than what I saw for myself. I'm now, uh, that was when I was 21. I started volunteering at a local church and now I'm all the way, that was in Pensacola, Florida. And now I'm in uh, Houston at Second Baptist Church and I'm a junior high pastor here. And none of that would have been possible unless I had that shifting moment where my sin was finally exposed. Mm, Wow. And
0: such an incredible testimony, incredible word, Nick. And so we man so greatly appreciate you being on the podcast man Amen, amen. hey, man. hey man, i'm just happy to be here <laughs> i hope this episode helped you out and provided you tons of clarity and encouragement if so i'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media it helps more than you know until next time